a lot of people out there are still using Windows 7. Windows 7 stopped being supported for security patches in 2020. That basically means it's Swiss cheese for hackers. There will be holes in that software that they can come into. You need to have an automatic backup. You wouldn't leave your front door unlocked. And yet your business may be wide open to cyber attacks without you even knowing. Cybersecurity for your business, whatever the size, doesn't have to be tricky. Which is why we have IT and DevOps manager Travis Slesser here to make it easy. So before we jump into this episode, there are a few key acronyms you may hear being thrown about. For those who already know that what MFA, 2FA and 3FA are, feel free to jump forward 30 seconds. But for those not in the know, MFA is multi-factor authentication, which refers to being able to sign into a platform or software with more than one authentication method, such as a password and biometrics like a face scan. 2FA is two-factor authentication, which is your standard login plus possession of a device, like receiving a code via SMS. And then that leaves us with 3FA, which is obviously three-factor authentication, which combines login details with biometrics and possession of a device. There are some more options, but these are your typical choices. So let's get into why this is important. Welcome, Travis. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, Great to be here. So should all businesses be going to the 3FA level or can they get away with the basics if they're only, you know, a really small business and don't have an online store? So there's not really a one-size-fits-all when it comes to IT security. So it's really important that any business does a risk assessment with a trusted IT partner that will bring forward the information that will give them a plan that suits their individual needs. So I wouldn't. I would not throw a blanket over all businesses and say, "Well, everyone should be three FA, mm-hmm. everyone should be two FA." But the benefit these days of the fact that basically everyone, and I presume most business owners, would be carrying a smartphone, you actually achieve three FA very easily. Because, for example, at Local Search, we use Microsoft Authenticator app on our phones for two FA but we actually achieve 3FA because the phone does a face scan. So you're getting your multi-factor authentication code out of the app, but to get to code, you have to scan your thumb. It needs to recognise your face. So you're actually covering all bases straight off the bat. So for people who may be hesitant about enabling biometrics like facial recognition on their phones, how safe is it? We need to trust in the fact that there are governing bodies that audit these tech giants that are looking at that information, using that information for authentication. And I would say it's a very good perception to think that a tech giant like a Microsoft, Google, Apple, they're not going to misuse your biometric because if they get found to be misusing someone's biometric, that will destroy that side of their business. They will never be able to sell security again. I would be careful going to any small and niche ones that are unknowns you really do need to look at the household names for your security. So let's say someone is a really small business, they're a plumber, maybe it's just them or they have one or two staff. What sort of budget should you kind of be looking at to make sure your security is actually in place? So so again, it's, uh, it's never going to be a one-size-fits-all. 
And again, I would lean into having an IT professional do an assessment. But I can give some numbers because I've I've heard so many times with businesses, small, medium and large, um, you know, people that are in the position to make those decisions will say, oh, you know, I, I can't afford IT security. I looked online and it cost X and that's just too much. My view after what I'm about to share would be that no business can afford not to have an IT security plan that's been developed by an IT company. So the way that I get to that is that cyber attacks in 2021 in Australia, every successful attack resulted in an average of $50,000 damage to the business. Wow, that's insane. There were 67,500 cyber crimes reported, so there would have been probably the same amount not reported or more, and that was a 13% increase on the previous year, 2020. So it's growing exponentially. We've, yeah. we've, we've become a target on the global stage. This is the even scarier number. The self-reported losses from cybercrime, so again, it would be much larger, the ones that aren't reported, was $33 billion dollars. 60% of cybercrime attacks in Australia were on small and medium business. 75% of pandemic-related cybercrime involved Australians losing money or personal information during COVID because we just everyone was working from home, everyone was online a lot more, so again, they're probing us more, trying to get to us. So it doesn't matter what you do for a business, they don't care. They're not looking – they don't even know – who they've actually got access to. They basically have bots that will scan the internet and find an open port and come into your network. And again, let's say they deploy a ransomware attack. They make it so that all of your documents that you use for work are encrypted. You'll get an email saying you have to pay XX amount to get access to these files. I can tell you now, I would never recommend anyone pay a ransom anyway. If, if that has happened and you don't have a backup, you basically need to consider that data gone because even when you pay, they will just disappear. And if you pay, you become a target for the next group because they will share your information with their network of cyber hacker buddies and they will start attacking your network to try and get in again and again and again. I suppose it's no different to not having, say, general security cameras on your business. Realistically, you'd never not have a security that sort of security on your storefront. So why would you not have it online? We we live in an age where you can't leave your house unlocked. So why would you leave your workplace unlocked. Exactly. So that is a good gateway into what are three things or even just some things that businesses need to check right now to ensure their business is secure online. Again, it should be analysed by an IT professional because it's just there's too much variation across all the businesses. But what is most important, and you can do this even without first engaging that IT professional is your people are your first defence against cybercrime. There is information available freely on the federal government's website, cybercrime.gov, I believe it is, .au, that can educate your people to what to look for in an email to see if is this fake, is this a phishing email. Not to click on links when you're unsure. Never share bank or credit card information via an email or via Teams, things like that. Um... Secondly is your operating systems, Windows, Mac OS, Linux, whatever it is you're using, you should have the latest security patching installed and installed automatically at a certain time that won't impact business, say 3 a.m. in the morning. Again, an IT professional can set this up. It's very important 
to make sure that your software applications and operating system are still supported by the vendor. An example is a lot of people out there are still using Windows 7. Windows 7 stopped being supported for security patches in 2020. That basically means it's Swiss cheese for hackers. There will be holes in that software that they can come into. You need to have an automatic backup of your critical business data. And things like OneDrive, Dropbox, Cloud, things like that, they are not a backup. They are basically a folder in the cloud. You need to have a backup. Backups do due diligence. They do checks. They make sure that they copied everything. OneDrive and things like that will not do that. Lastly is just, you know, when you do that assessment with an IT professional, don't hold anything back. Make sure they see what is most important because other than your people, your data is most important. Show them where that important data is. Make sure it's backed up. Make sure it's protected. Amazing. So uh, let's say they also have a website as well. Is that the same sort of thing that they need to be backing up the website data and be managing those same patches and support on the website as well? Absolutely. Uh, a, a good example is uh, for our websites at Local Search, we monitor releases of security patches from the different providers and we make sure that the websites we're hosting are patched as soon as humanly possible when the updates come out and we and we go across the whole family of websites and ensure they've got things like recapture, um, antivirus protection in the background thing and such. It, it, it's very important if you have an online presence to be diligent, be on the front foot because if they find a hole, they will go in and the, the damage is basically irreversible. So for those small to medium businesses out there that don't have an IT security person yet, where do you recommend they go to find somebody who can help them with this? Well, word of mouth, especially in regional areas, is always a powerful tool. But I actually found uh, since joining Local Search not to pump up our own tyres, but there is a great abundance of IT support personnel available via localsearch.com.au that's been rated by users, reviewed, um, and I, I, I couldn't think of going anywhere other than that, for a regional IT support. Is there something they should be asking IT businesses when they're looking for one to help their business that would help them actually know if they're legit or just spouting rubbish? Ask them what their credentials are. What ISO certifications do you go against for your security advisements? Do you follow the cybercrime advisement from the federal government? because the government has spent a lot of money in gathering that information and it's freely available to everyone. That's really good advice. Yeah, perfect advice. Well, I think that's about all we have time for today, Travis. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Help Me Grow Your Business podcast. It's been my pleasure. And and if this helps one person avoid a cyber attack, we've achieved a goal. If anyone out there is uh, concerned about anything or they do have any questions further to what we talked about today, feel free to reach out to Katrina and I over on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast Instagram or Facebook page. We are over there. We can help connect you with someone who can help you. This podcast is brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading full suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses, making everything from building a website and SEO to Google ads, social ads and more easy, effective and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, 
visit business.localsearch.com.au. Have you. We respectfully acknowledge the Yukonbeh people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.